0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. But first, if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. The weekend is here, it's time to go fishing. We'll get some great advice from Nate Blazing of the Nisswa Guide Lead next. Plus his first ever Fast Five. Thank God it's Friday gonna cast out a line. Day afternoon, sun is flying oh so high. I'm a peaceful kind of guy, most usually. But I'm hunting all the fishes in the deep blue sea. Making sure my bait is all nice and stinky. Gonna add a little, let it make the bait go stinky. We can wait another day to do the patchwork laundry. Cause now we're going fishing. Bye, country. When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. This
1: is Bro reminding you that the coolest people are on
0: fishing Fall bunion country and Kevin Jackson too. Hey, the weekend is here. It's time to go fishing. Let's get some great advice from one of our good friends from the Rainier Lakes area. Nate Blazing now with the Nisswa Guide League. And Nate, kind of a big name in your neck of the woods. It
1: is, and it's kind of an honor to be a part of the Nisswa Guide League. And we've uh, worked with them for several years, and then we finally made it official here. It was probably right around March. the uh, Niswa Guide League was out of the same bait shop as we were as S&W, and we just decided to kind of combine forces, and we're still out of S&W bait shops, so we're technically S&W, <laughs> but we're the Nisswa Guide League, is, if that's as clear as mud. Right it, there, it, so.
0: it is, but I mean, you know, it's what w- w- we, we could call this a retro brand, right? Exactly,
1: yeah. it's It's the same faces that you see, you know, and we're just fishing together now under one chart, and... A lot of you know, growing up I think everyone knows about Marv Kepp and his bait shop and I you know, as I was a little kid we'd go up there and you'd look at the fish in the freezer and you'd see the guides come in and it was just a really big deal in the Nisswa Brainerd area. And so after Marv closed his shop he still had the Nisswa guide lead and kinda of ran that and so there's been a lot of big names in the past that have been part of the Missile Guide League. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of a neat thing, and it's an honor to be a part of them. So loving it so far.
0: Most of the reports I've been getting really from opener have, by and by large, pretty good reports in most areas of Paul Bunyan country. What about Brainerd Lakes?
1: I would say about the same. It's been a little bit spotty depending on the weather, um, which I think is pretty typical for, you know, especially for walleyes no matter where you're at. Now that we're getting the water temps above that you know, 65-degree range, anywhere from 65 to 70, the bite overall for all species has really picked up, I'd say, the last week, week and a half. And with the uh, extended forecast, what it sounds like, I think <laughs> those uh, surface temps are going to climb in a hurry. So the good thing there is it gets the, the fish their, their post-spawn feed bag on. Walleys in particular is what I've been mainly chasing, and that bite we've been on several different lakes, probably more lakes than I normally get to on by this time of the year and it's been pretty darn consistent no matter what lake you're on Um, I'm not saying they're jumping in the boat by any means but at the same time if you do your work use your electronics you're able to get some fish on all the lakes and I'd say for walleyes the beauty of things right now is they're still shallow fish so whether you're pitching a jig and a shiner minnow although we're at the tail end of the, the spot tail shiners so that's kind of drying up here but you can also you know pitch that anywhere from four to eight feet of water your next option is a slip bobber and a leech has been very, very effective, probably the most effective of anything, anywhere from 6 to 12, 13 feet of water. And then we're also getting some fish deeper, um, anywhere from that 20 to 28 feet, doing lindy rigs with creek chubs or red tails. So it's been kind of fun because it you know, kind of depends on what your clients want to do and what you feel like. you got lots of different options for the, for the walleyes, at least.
0: If you have your choice, you know, uh, what's your favorite way to go after walleyes?
1: I am a linear guy um, for the most part. uh, You know, back trolling, uh, love feeling that minnow get scared that he's going to get hit (laughs) and then feeling that thump. But, you know, at the same time, the spring bite the last handful of years that I figured out the real shallow stuff, that's really going on me, too, because when you're pitching a jig up to two, four, two to four feet of water and you have a you know, big walleye crush it, there's not a whole lot of water um, for them to, to get away from. So they really fight like crazy. So I'm, I'm absolutely loving that shallow bite for the early spring. And this year it's kind of extended a little longer than normal, so that's been kind of fun.
0: There are guys, and it's getting to be more and more common to to hear from guys who are just doing the weeds all summer long. Why has that become popular? Was it just something we didn't realize they were still hanging out there? Or or why is that all of a sudden more popular than it used to be?
1: That's a great question. And honestly, we've had that discussion I don't know how many times to say, have those fish always been there? We just didn't fish them, or has it been around here with the zebra mussels has that changed because again it seems completely counterintuitive to what you'd expect for walleye's clear water high sun usually you'd think you go deeper well this is the opposite a lot of times you go shallower and those fish are there and now you know i would think the fish were probably always there but with especially side imaging and forward facing sonar when you can pick those individual fish out of the weeds and see them in there it's just made getting to them that much easier you I mean you can put that jig and and leech right in front of their face and you can see how they react you can see them chasing bait fish so it it really has opened up i guess our understanding of how the walleyes act and where they hang out so technology has played a big key in that
0: nanny the other thing that i've talked to a number of guys about that i'm seeing again in the last several years is just and i think a lot of it is social media and youtube and being able to see things that you never saw before from people and learn things um just more and more people more willing to, I'm not going to be a walleye guy every day of the summer. I'm, I'm going to do bass too, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And the weeds, they're all there. So if you're one of those guys that likes to fish a lot of different things, pretty good option for you.
1: Right, and, and I'd say that's kind of how we get tipped off to this shallow weed walleye bite is, again, we're kind of struggling for a couple of years doing the normal indy rig stuff on the outside edge of the weed lines. You'd get a few here or there you talk to the bass guys and they're just hammering on the walleyes what the heck you know a little frustrating to hear so that is made again always try and think of outside the box stuff and so we started adapting to what we're doing our locations how we're doing it so again you see guys doing bass presentations whether it's ned rig or pitching a weedless jig and minnow uh, a bass worm all that kind of stuff will actually work for walleyes and Truth be told, uh, like you said, if you just go for a multi-species day in some green cabbage or kind of weeds, you're going to catch a little of everything. And those walleyes absolutely will stay in those weeds until late into the fall, and then they'll finally push out and drop down in numbers. But uh, I think pretty much all year round, you find green vegetation. You're going to find a little of every kind of fish because most of the time that bait fish is hanging in the weeds, and that's where the predator fish are.
0: We've got a lot more to cover with Nate Blazing of the Nisswa Guide League, including his first ever Fast Five. This is Fish in Paul Bunyan Country. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored in part by Bumjee State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu I'm Bruce Jean and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Nate Blazing of the Nisswa Guide League is my guest today. And Nate, I'm not a biologist, so I don't know uh, the answer to this. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But do zebra mussels, do they take up some of the oxygen in the lake? I have not
1: heard them take up the oxygen. I feel, I know they, the zooplankton and that kind of stuff, they absolutely do filter feed, but I haven't heard of the oxygen. It might affect the oxygen, though, mm-hmm. uh, making the water clear. Uh, I'm not positive on that, but... The, the interesting thing was a couple of the walleyes we've cleaned here recently, we found a little everything in them. You lots of perch and, and minnows, but some sunfish, really big sunfish actually. Hmm. And then two of them the other day I bet had 8 to 10 larger zebra mussels actually in the stomach contents with those um, bait fish. So we've seen that a few times here or there. I still don't know. I don't think they're purposely eating them. I'm guessing as they were going for some Prey fish, they might, you know, happen to eat them on the bottom or something, but it's still pretty interesting when you find those in the stomach contents.
0: I got an anecdotal report from a guy, uh, and it's just one guy, but he said that all winter long, all the perch he caught, there were zebra mussels. in. Really? Yep. Yeah. That's good uh, news, if that's the case. (laughs) It is, and and we
1: actually, the last couple years, uh, especially up on the whitefish chain, where there is actual whitefish and you can catch some, we've been seeing them in the whitefish and a few in the tulipies, um. So we kind of knew that was going on, but the other fish I hadn't necessarily seen or heard of, so I don't know. It'd be great if we do find something that's going to take some of that population down. So maybe maybe the fish are adapting as well, if they're that uh, viable out there. Maybe when they're hungry, they'll grab some zebra mussels. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know how much protein's in a, a zebra mussel shell, though, if they can digest it real easy, because the ones we're finding in the stomachs have not even begun to break down at all. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, so in your area are there lakes that you'd rely on early season and then you slide to different lakes as the as the weather changes or are they all pretty good all the time
1: they're all pretty good uh the only lake i'd say is a little different for us up here is the whitefish chain at least for the walleye bite we usually wait on that a little bit i've been up there a handful of times but usually that's more of a a July-August lake when it really turns on. So when our other lakes are kind of slowing down, that's about the time we make the move up to whitefish on a more regular basis. But other than that, the the lakes around here, it hasn't mattered so much. Um, We're on a couple of smaller lakes here recently that, you know, historically you don't think of as real good walleye lakes. And the one we had our fishing league on, that was two weeks ago, 20-some boats, and it was... (laughs) It was really unbelievable. The, the bite was just on that night, and every boat had a lot of nice fish. It was really good to see, which kind of made you scared thinking, okay, this word's going to get out, and this lake might get pounded. Well, <laughs> it did get some pressure in the the days after that, but the bite after that was nothing even close to it was that night. So it just kind of goes to show you that when the fish are on and feeding, you can do no wrong. I mean, that night, there was no one moving. No one had to move across the whole lake because everyone's catching fish. You go out the next day, and You're lucky if you catch a couple of them so it's really interesting how fishing works that way
0: yeah what tends to i mean i'm i'm guessing gull is probably the 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 most popular lake in your area
1: yeah i'd say gull gets the most pressure uh guide trips is close to the bait shop also you got your major resorts you got your grand view craggins uh madden sandy beach resort four seasons resort so When we do a lot of trips for resort guests, they're right on the lake, and we actually fish there, and it's a great multi-species lake, too. Right. Um, Other than that, you know, there are a handful of people that usually say, we just want to go where the bite is. I love it when people say, we just want action, and we go to some of the smaller lakes where there's more bass and pike, and just, you know, breaking it up, breaking up the monotony so you're not sitting on the same lake day after day after day. That's kind of the fun thing that keeps it fresh.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, And, and, you know, you've got options in that. (laughs) I mean, you know what is? I throw a rock and you you you're hitting a new lake, right?
1: Right, and that's that's the beauty of it is you have so many different options. So a lot of times we you know right away in the morning we're looking at the wind, how strong it's going to be, the direction, what kind of species they want. So. Half the time I, I go to the bait shop in the morning not knowing exactly where we're going to fish. And I always tell my people after they give me the intel they want, I'm like, well, the truck's going to take us where it wants to take us, and wherever we dump the boat in, we're going to go from there. So I kind of keep it a surprise sometimes that, as to what lake we go to.
0: What would you say the percentage is of people who are just really green and fishing for the first time and, and, and the percentage of repeat customers that they always want to go out with you every year?
1: Well, now, so we've been, I've been doing this for right around 20 years, and I've got a pretty darn good, I mean, I'm almost as busy as I can be with, with repeat customers. Okay. Uh, we do get some some newer customers. Um, the interesting thing is, again, especially with the resort the corporate groups, that is such a wide range of fishing people that you get there. You, you know, we get people from all over the world, so I've had folks in my boat before where... We couldn't speak English, so we're trying to communicate through hand signals. And, and one trip in particular I'll tell you about because I remember it very clear. I had uh, two folks that didn't speak English, and I could not keep their two lines down. We are lindy-rigging with red tails, and I was minnow after minnow, and probably after twenty-five, thirty, you know, 16 to 18-inch walleys. I looked at these folks, and no smile or anything, and I'm like, do you understand what's happening? This doesn't happen very often. Show me, you know, show me you're enjoying this. And they kind of cracked a smile at that point because I could see I was like, wow. So, uh, but, no, we have such a wide range of fisher people that you got your beginners and you got your guys that, you know, we fish with five to ten times a year. So it really, really varies.
0: How often, speaking of, you know, new areas, how often have you had a chance to go fish like ocean fish or, or fish in areas that are not familiar to you?
1: not very often anymore you know we used to get to do that we used to go to canada uh, for a week at a time we have done some family vacations where i try and you know florida the bahamas try and get some fishing in the saltwater fishing has never cooperated the few opportunities i've had we've had storms come up when we've been there and end up having to cancel our Mm. charter. canada and stuff again we start the guiding stuff usually in april And I'm finishing up when the lakes are icing up in mid-November, so (laughs) that that really takes care of the opportunities that, you know, you get to explore. I still try and explore new lakes around the Brainerd area anytime I have the chance, but usually it's pretty time-limited, so within a, you know, 60-mile radius, uh, try and pick out a couple new lakes that I've never fished before each year and just explore those and learn them, and again, it teaches you a lot of different things, too. Hi, this is Nate Blazing of the Nisswa Guide League, and I'm doing my best to keep Kevin Jackson from embarrassing himself.
0: Man, that's cool. We'll wrap it up with Nate next on am fishing Paul by New Country. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area, teeming with walleye, pike, musky, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan invade the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfast. Visit Bemidji one step further. I'm Chuck Hasse a Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and you're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Racketing up with Nate Blazing of the Nisswa Guide League. Are you seeing anything out there this year that's surprising you? Not
1: really. I'd say it's been, well, I don't, I'm never going to say it's a normal year <laughs> anymore. Um, but overall, like you said, pretty, pretty happy with the fishing. The northern pike have been really, really aggressive, no matter what lake you've been to. You just get by some uh, weed lines, 12 to 18-foot uh, range. Uh, green cabbage is always a plus, so that's fun for folks. The bass have been really cooperating good. Um, I actually stumbled into some really nice crappies here the other day when I was rip jigging, um, trying for walleyes, and happened into some green cabbage and caught three really nice crappies, like I said, in an accident fishing for walleyes. So that kind of keep me in on what's going on there. So again, those crappies have slided off their beds and they're sitting adjacent to where they spawn a lot of times. And if you find some green cabbage, you're going to find, again, crappies and any other kind of fish. So uh, that's probably why this is, my second favorite time of the year is the multi-species stuff. Like you said, you slide, shallow to weeds, and you're going to get a little of everything. Bend the rod, and everyone's going to have a smile on their face.
0: You mentioned you're going to be at this Confidence Learning Center.
1: Correct, Camp Confidence Classic for Confidence Learning Center this
0: Saturday. So you're you're one of the celebrity uh, guides,
1: something like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I, it sounds weird when people say that, but yeah, that's just some of the local guys that. Uh, there's, there's some bigger name guys that participate. Bill Shirk does it. Uh, Tony Roach does it. But uh, it's for a great cause, so, yeah, we try and participate that in, in any year we can and help out com- Camp Confidence. The proceeds help bring some campers, too, and it's a really, really neat place. And I know um, they were still short a few guide boats, so if anyone's interested, I think you had Sarah Smith on here fairly yep. recently, so... Uh, Anyone looking to volunteer or get a part of that, absolutely give Camp Conference a call, and they'll let you know what to do. But it's a great event, really fun.
0: How many years have you done it?
1: Uh, I used to do it back in the day when I was younger. I'd fish with my dad and my uncle. And then I had to take a couple years off when we first, our kids were young because my wife is a runner. And it happens to also fall on the same weekend as the Grandma's Marathon up in Duluth. Oh, yes. (laughs) <laughs> Since I'm fishing all summer, that was the one weekend I said, all right, I'm on kid patrol, you go do your thing, and I'll watch the kids. So now that the kids are getting a little bit older, uh, actually my two daughters two or three years ago fished with me, and it was a fun, fun time. They wanted to again this year, but we got a basketball uh, tournament, so they're going down to basketball, and Dad's going to fish in the, the Camp Confidence Classic this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, my kids are all growing up. They can drive themselves wherever they want to go. That's... <laughs>
1: That sounds really nice. I, I want that, but at the same time, I don't want time to go that fast. It's going pretty darn fast the way it is, so it'll get there soon enough for us.
0: It is you, you're of two minds. I'll tell you that you're you're like, oh, this is so great. Then you then you think about when they were like eight, and you start going, oh, I'm mean, I kind of miss that. But
1: we're just enjoying it. They can stay home without you know worrying about burning the house down and all that kind of stuff. So we're we're good with that
0: right now. Well, listen, you uh, you told me you are aware of the Fast Five. I am. All right. So this is your first crack at it. Are you ready to go?
1: I'm ready. I'll see if I can screw it up or not. No. I'll give it a give it a shot.
0: I think I might know a couple of the answers to some of these questions. You're getting the easy ones early. So. Okay. Good. Fast Five. <laughs> Who's with me? <laughs> Here we go. Question number one. What is your favorite fish to catch? down, walleye. See? I knew that one. Yep. What is your favorite fish to eat? I would say, if I had to choose,
1: I would say a scaled sunfish. Uh, had it twice that way, and I didn't think it'd be good, and it was absolutely phenomenal and sticks in my mind.
0: Oh, okay. That's the first I've ever heard that one. Yep. All right, here we go, and I think I know the answer to this one, but what, besides fishing and hunting, is your favorite sport? Basketball. Yeah, I, I knew that one. All right. I don't know the last two. Okay. Here we go. Question number four. What is your favorite movie of all time?
1: Oh, boy. I'll have to go with uh, The
0: Big Lebowski or Dumb and Dumber. I, I don't know. They're they're tied, so I'm a 50-50 on that one. Two classics, no doubt. Yep, yep. All right. And finally, question number five. Who was your high school celebrity crush? Oh. Oh.
1: <laughs> you're going back there, Kev. I shot in the dark, Cindy Crawford. <laughs> I have no idea, but I, I do remember Cindy, so I'll go with that. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that's a better answer than we got from Chuck Hazy. Okay. <laughs> he said Babe Winkleman. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a man crush
1: right i i, I <laughs> probably come up with some, some fishing celebrities that i got that on but i wasn't thinking that that mindset at this point <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so that's awesome
0: well listen Nate. Hey, if people want to get on on the water with you or your crew how do we do that
1: sure so uh website is yes what guides.com otherwise you can give sherry a call at s&w bait shop two 829 7010 and We've got a handful of guides working for us. We are pretty darn busy, but there are some slots available. So if you're interested, uh, go for it. Otherwise, you can look us up on Facebook as well.
0: All right, one final question for you as we wrap it up. General thoughts, general info for people going out fishing this weekend, considering the weather and the time of year, what should we be doing?
1: Uh, Again, I I say at this point, keep it as simple as possible. Find some weeds, get on the outside edge, especially if you've got some wind blowing structure. Um, pitch up onto it, bobber and leech, you're going to catch a little of everything. And I, I would say that's that's the starting point right now. The other thing that I want to, you know, make sure people are aware of, if it gets as hot as they're saying it's going to, if you're catching fish, you want to get some pictures, that's great. But keep those fish in the water as uh, much as possible. Don't hold them out of the water for a bunch of pictures. Get them back in so they release healthy and so they're not we're not hurting the fish. So got to respect the resource and very important.
0: Nate Blazing of the Nisswa Guide League with us today. Always great to have him on the show, and he has one of the finest haircuts I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> Speaking of, I look like a bobber right now from all the time.
0: Kind of, <laughs> right on the bottom and right white on the top. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my wife said. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> hey, Nate, thanks for taking the time today. No problem. Talk to you later, Kev. All right, the weekend's here. Get out there, go fishing, have fun, be safe, stay really, really hydrated. And maybe pull up on the shore and take a little dip to keep yourself cool. I'm Kev Jackson. We'll do it all again next week. Cause I'm fishing, bumping, yeah. country, country.